This is a CurioCast podcast emporium show. It's a pretty long name. Please remember it. Welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and forgotten as well. With me today is the super special, uh, I was going to use another adjective and forgot what it was midway, uh, Pub from Titan Up the Defense, formerly known as Teen Titan Wasteland. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the, the super special. It's always a big fan of alliteration and uh thanks for having me well i tend to i tend to like to uh really uh butter up my guests beforehand excellent i uh, enjoy being buttered i was actually in a hip-hop band for 12 years called the buttery lord oh well i mean you probably are used to just being just all buttered up and rolling around on pieces of bread and stuff in indeed but that's my private life and uh, maybe we should keep it that way well, I mean, I just saw some of the music videos you guys released, and, you know, they're interesting. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, this is the second day of Con Week. We talk about people who have Con in their first part of the day. Excellent. <laughs> well, you, okay, listeners, you already know, I'm a real big fan of loosely themed weeks. I had a Captain Week. Nice. I had a Black December, where we talk about every single character with the black adjective in front of their names. Which was 11, by the way. That's a lot. Yeah, so it was almost a month's worth. So are you also going to do, like, characters created by Jerry Conway as part of this? Uh, well, considering that there's only three characters and we're doing- This is one week. (laughs) Maybe not. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe I'll have a, like, a more high-concept podcast later. (laughs) Well, I- Like, you could just do one where trying to figure out what the theme is, like, a kind of riddle that you're- setting your listeners well the way this is going i can pretty much do like a x-men week every few weeks (laughs) i i think Uh, that's pretty fair like if you're covering the marvel universe yeah oh crap sorry i just looked at a picture of cyclops and got angry so (laughs) (laughs) you gotta stop leaving those around the house (laughs) (laughs) no i just like it's just every time i see a summer's brother i just get angry and Unfortunately, like, that's half of the population of the Earth. Yeah, no kidding. I'm not entirely certain that I'm not a Summers brother. Thank God you're only hearing my audio right now. Yeah, well, you know, like, if you are Bale identifying, you might be the brother of Scott Summers or... Now I'm just picturing a horrible Jeff Foxworthy bit that's, (laughs) Now you might be a Summers brother if... If your parents both died in a plane crash when you were a baby, you might be a Summers brother. If Mr. Sinister is trying to make you bang the Gray family, you might be a Summers brother. If you've ever been attracted to a woman with red hair, you might be a Summers brother. (laughs) Oh no, that's the last five women I dated. There you go. Oh no. Oh, I just have a dirty taste in my mouth now. (laughs) (laughs) That's another sign that you might be a Summers brother. Oh, crap. Uh, So, talking of cons, I guess. 
I, uh, being a Summers brother has a lot of cons, wouldn't you say? It does. Oh, wait, I do need to bring one thing up. One of the things I really liked in the 2015 summer event for um, Marvel Secret Wars, which is like one of the first ones in years that was actually great. Uh They had a thing where there was a wall that basically protected the battle world segments from basically Ultron hordes, Annihilation Wave hordes, and zombies. And they had a bunch of people on the wall. And they have a summer, they have a, uh, a summer squadron, squadron, which is basically just summer related people, summers related people. Like it's literally just a whole like squadron of soldiers that is like Cyclopses and Havoxes and Vulcans and, and strifes and, <laughs> and strifes. The con that we're talking about today is called the Contemplator. The Contemplator. Wow. So, do you have any idea who the Contemplator was? Because I didn't know before I got this book. I certainly do not. Um, I'm just picturing the Rodan sculpture, the thinker. That would be an interesting character. Yeah, not particularly, because, like, literally I'm picturing the statue, and I'm also picturing him never doing anything because he is just completely lost in contemplation the entirety of his time. I can give you a hint, maybe. Oh, wait, this also relates to something. Uh, I'll talk about it later. Uh, he first showed up in January 1976. January of 76. Uh, Contemplator. Was he, uh, was he created by Steve Gerber? Uh, let me see. Uh, the thing is with this book is it was, it was still in the area where a bunch of people were just mis- attributed to creating certain things because it was Marvel in the 80s. Fair enough. I it, it just sounds weird enough that it might be like a Steve Gerber creation. Um What well, well, um Jack Kirby is involved. Oh, really? Yes. But it said it was created by No. It was a Captain America Bicentennial Battles. Oh. It's basically oh, a collection the, of the treasury sized one, right? Yeah, it's a king size spectacular by Jack Kirby. Nice. Yeah, it says nothing about Alan Wentz. Wentz, Wentz, Wiss on this on the Comic Vine anyway. I'm looking on Comic Vine. I'll 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 trust that. But yeah, so far like almost none of the creators actually match up. Really? <laughs> so I don't know who to trust. It's probably the not Marvel uh, of this time. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I would I would usually go with the outside source on that. But I I am actually very curious as to hear more about this this contemplator guy cuz I I got nothing. Uh so his name is Talki? Talki? Tal. Like Talki? Tal, yeah. Okay. Um, oh jeez. He's like a fat watcher. Yeah, he's basically a fat watcher. He's like a chubby watu with a normal sized head. Um oh, here's real great. This is real great. So, uh, for some... Okay, so he's an elder of the universe. And normally, if there's an elder in the universe, for some reason, has place of self-awareness. Ooh. On their stats. Okay. Which I wish they had everyone else's there. I wish I had mine. Yeah, I would like to know where my self-awareness is at, because I'm not that (laughs) self-aware. Maybe mine is also in the Coal Sack Nebula, like the Contemplator. Oh. 
well, I've never been there, so yeah, maybe I should check out the Colsack Nebula. His base of operation, get this, is the universe. That's cheating. I would argue, hear me out, Hub. Okay. I would argue that my base of operation is also in the universe. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean, I don't want to crowd you, but I gotta say, I think that is also where I have my base of operation. Ooh, I don't know. We might need to, like, put some tape down now. <laughs> make sure we don't... <laughs> like an I Love Lucy episode? <laughs> yeah. You know, we need to put some tape down and be like, you know, this is my part of the universe, this is your part of the universe. Okay. Oh, but the bathroom's on your side of the universe. Yeah. So we're gonna have to, you know, bring up, bring like, up a like, a NATO, NATO type thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can cross over to use the bathroom, but only if you have a passport. Fine. Joke's on you, because the kitchen's on my side of the universe. Oh, no. Oh, well, we're just gonna have to put an embassy on each other's side of the universe. <laughs> yeah, he's just a real old person from the universe. <laughs> Um, he's virtually immortal. He basically spent his eons-long life in meditation, developing the powers of his mind and spirit, and using them to plumb the mysteries of the universe. He sounds really boring. He sounds incredibly boring. It, it, uh, and also, like, not necessarily as a guy. I think, like, as a guy, I could probably sit down, have a conversation with him. He's probably real chill, would like hanging out with him. But it's another one, like, like with dove and hawk and dove where it's just like that's cool that you're into this stuff why did you why why are you a superhero like why are you in this hero universe like you you don't have a real place there so like he's basically just some uh benevolent being and oh, he's, he intervenes. he's malevolent he's a, a benevolent a not so oh, benevolent. benevolent okay benevolent those sound too close together ah yeah they're both volant yeah, so, like, you know, I have a feeling, like, a lot of people get in, like, uh, sitcom-style misunderstandings. It's like, Belevolent? What? He, but he just knocked down my new mailbox for looking at him. It's like, no, he's malevolent. I, I, I would not be surprised if there is a character in some fictional universe called Ben Evelyn. Like, that, his last name is Evelyn, and his first name is Ben. Oh. Oh, his, and his villain would be Mal. Evelyn. Right. Who is his brother? Or sister? You know, let's keep it open. It could be short for Mallory. They're definitely twins. They're twins. Oh, they're fraternal twins. Okay. Yeah, that that is absolutely the case. Okay, I think we just made up a new uh, comic book character. Uh, we need to... Okay, this is being broadcasted. So, copyright, <laughs> uh, right, trademark, Hub, Hub and Jesse... We we got this. <laughs> Mal and Ben Evelyn. <laughs> or just yes, called yes. the, the Evelyn twins. Yes. One of them's bad, one of them's good. But you know what? They you might be surprised together, which. Right? Yeah. And when they get together, oh boy. Yeah, he spends most of his time in meditation. Contemplating the infinite wonders of the universe, which he is intimate with. Ah, see, I feel like if you already know all of the wonders of the universe, you don't need to sit around contemplating them that much. Well, he's also a real slight dude. Uh, he's five foot tall and weighs a hundred pounds. He looked pretty chubby. That doesn't really seem to match up with his appearance. I I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe he can control that stuff. You can't. You can't control it. That might be real empty fat. Oh, uh, right. You know that empty fat people have. Yeah, yeah, the hollow fat. The hollow fat. It's like birds, but with 
bad. <laughs> okay, wait, this is interesting. His strength level, which normally is boring. Yeah. But but it's unknown. Presumably Contemplator can channel some of his mental energies and defeats of strength. How do you know that? How do you know that? That is a lot of that is very presumptive. <laughs> that that is like making one of the biggest leaps of logic. Well, he's real smart. So maybe he could use that? Especially in the definitive guide to the Marvel Universe, you should not be starting any sentence with presumably. <laughs> well, a lot of these a lot of these are just like, well, it's not known yet. Just like make something up. Yeah, no kidding. Make just anything. I like the idea that of them making things up and then having to have writers write around that. Like that, that's how stuff gets done and that's that's how stuff keeps interesting. That's what I like about continuity in comics. Like yeah. the, the the weird challenges of having to write around stuff. I I don't I don't like this presumably nonsense. Me neither. You know, I don't like not knowing stuff either. Just tell people what it is. You it's can make a made it up. up thing anyway, so make something else up. Like he showed up in almost nothing too, so it literally does not matter. Right. Right. Don't 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 be like presumably he wears argyle socks. Just once you write it down, then he does. Yeah. That's literally what a written character could be. I could you know what? If I rewrite uh a famous story, Rothering Heights, and said Heathcliff is actually Heathcliff the cat. Well, guess what? In my story he is. Oh man. <laughs> No one should terrorize the neighborhood like that Heathcliff the cat. Although I do like the idea of Heathcliff the cat having a mad wife who lives in his attic. <laughs> see, well, see, that was the only way I could get through that book, because I really don't... Okay, I understand Emily Bronte, good writer, right. not stand early gothic literature. Ooh, that's, that's got to be a problem then. It, it is, especially when you read Brethren Heights. So, like, the only, the only way I could get through it is just imagining Heathcliff as, as, as a cat. <laughs> I actually run into a very similar thing with the new Teen Titan stuff that we're covering right now. Because Beast Boy's name is Garfield Logan. And anytime anybody calls him by his first name, I think of Garfield. And it, it's distracting. It is. New Teen Titans is a little easier to read than Wuthering Heights in general. Yeah. But... Same ballpark. We see, see, the thing is with Wuthering Heights, okay, this is me gonna talk about Wuthering Heights for a moment. The thing is with Wuthering Heights, it all could have been solved by someone sending a goddamn letter. Yeah. Saying like, yo, Emily, I'm super into you. Let's get up ons and get married and stuff. That's exactly what it would say, by the way. Yeah, no, that, that, uh, you really, you, you captured the tone of, of both the book and the characters involved. Yeah, but I mean, I think if you do that, then you're discounting the fact that Heathcliff is A, a total jerk, and- And a cat. Yeah, a, a very tough orange cat. <laughs> well, I mean, the garbage ape probably just takes all of his letters. He's just like, he's just- <laughs> Sorry, I love talking about Heathcliff so much. It's such a garbage karmic strip. Yeah, did you did you watch the cartoon? No. no. Oh, what? You, what? you should. Okay. The Heathcliff cartoon from I think the the late eighties, uh, and it was a split between Heathcliff and then uh, a different tough cat who was kind of a top cat ripoff who lived in a junkyard and had a 
jive-talking roller-skating cat that was his friend. As I am saying this, it is becoming more and more implausible, but this is a real thing. <laughs> well, well, you see, I went into the problem where we talk briefly between this one, where I want to do a podcast about the Wild West Cowboys of Mumesa. But every time you describe a cartoon like that, it doesn't sound like it's real. It sounds like it's something made up in a favorite dream. There have been a t- so many things that I have I have had to seek confirmation on that I was like, wait, that was a real thing. Well, th- yeah, yeah. For years, for years, like when I described that cartoon, like before YouTube was readily available, um, uh, people would think it was a fever dream. The most recent one of those that I stumbled across was there was a video that. We watched when I was a little kid called Patch the Pony that was to teach children about stranger awareness and how you shouldn't go off with strangers. And it was a one-eyed pony named Patch the Pony who (laughs) said, nay, nay, from strangers stay away. It gets better, though. This was specific to, as near as I can tell, a small region of New Hampshire that had this as a mascot. But it was popular enough that they made a follow-up in which it was he had a new slogan because he was telling children that they could also be hurt by people that they did know and the new slogan was it's a garbage slogan it was whoa whoa if somebody hurts you you need to tell let a helper know but the backstory they created for patch he lost his eye because his dad was an abusive circus horse who was angry that he couldn't make a jump and so beat his eye out of him what? This is a film strip that we watched when I was in first grade. It was what? a real thing. I have the video what? cassette of it. I sent away for it. It's called okay. Patch the Pony, and it is absolutely bonkers. I'm going to look this up afterwards. It's really hard to find, but it, it uh, I, I have a VHS cassette of it. Um, oh Patch God. the Pony is some of the most bonkers stuff you are ever going to see, and it is real, and it happened, and it happened to me when I was a kid. Not that an abusive circus horse beat my eye out, but that I was made to watch a video that was for children about that being the case. I, uh... Okay, so, remember when UP it was a thing? Okay, so it was barely a thing in my conscious life, but for some reason, I've watched all six episodes of a mid-season canceled show called The Mullets. The Mullets? Yeah, it was it was about a family where the, uh... Do you watch uh, It's Always Sunny at all? Yeah. Okay, you know Rickety Cricket? Yeah. And he's one of the brothers. Uh, yeah, but it was about a couple of, like, dumb guys with mullets and, like, a really, like, waspy, respectable family. I watched every episode. There were six episodes of it. So it was like a Joe Dirt ripoff. Somehow it was the that's... Transmorphers of Joe Dirt. Yes, but somehow, okay, somehow I watched all six episodes of it. Had the theme song stuck in my head for almost 20 years now. And I am probably the only person who watched all of that show. (laughs) (laughs) I think even the producers probably skipped a couple episodes. (laughs) So somehow, somehow that worked, like, somehow that wormed itself into my brain. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm an absorber of weird media. Somehow. You 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 need to check out at some point a PSA. This one is up on YouTube, but we had to watch it in my health class when I was in middle school called "Am I Normal?" And this was a 
PSA that came out to help kids deal with the fact that they were going through puberty, but it came out in gotta be the mid to late 70s. And I don't know why we were watching it when I was in middle school in the 90s. Like there, there was, must have been a low budget for the schools thing, but it's this kid going around asking random strangers who are adults what a normal penis size is. What? At one point, he asks a zookeeper, and the zookeeper's response is, Son, you came to the right place. I see a lot of penises in my line of work. Animal <laughs> penises, that is. Later, he gives a speech about how he is totally normal, and puberty is something everybody goes through, and everybody stands around and applauds him. The It, it is a, about an hour long. It's called Am I... Or no, it's 22 minutes long. It's called Am I Normal, and it is on YouTube, and that was what we had to watch in my health class when I was a kid. Plugs? It is still February, and so, yeah, if you wanted to go over to the uh traveling through the bronze age feed uh last year i did a black history month special where for every day of february i posted a new episode of a different first appearance of a black superhero i'm gonna have a couple of new ones up this year but uh you should check out last year's because it was real good i liked it thank you uh and also you can check me out on tighten up the defense which i host with my brother and Every week we cover a different episode of either the New Teen Titans or the Defenders. Uh, two great Bronze Age series, and yeah, you should check them out. You can also, if you are so inclined and you feel like giving me money, we do have a Patreon page that is at patreon.com backslash ttwasteland. This is Jesse Cooper. I have two other podcasts, uh, the first of which being Teen... not Teen Titans. Oh, wait a minute, are you... <laughs> Uh, Are you stealing my personality? Is that that why you had me on? (laughs) What happened is uh, I finally captured Hub and I'm taking all of his intellectual property. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah. He didn't get out of the cardboard box. Huh, I knew I shouldn't have signed those papers. Yep. Well, it was the only way you could get out of the box. Oh, man. (laughs) So, yeah, check me out on Tighten Up the Defense. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's called, uh, Turn to Page, uh, where I read a choose your adventure book with a couple of friends, and we adventure and drunk. And also talk about other things. Like, sometimes we talk about real fat pigeons. Which, speaking of, if you also want to support, uh, me and Carrie, who does random sampling where we talk about random stuff on Wikipedia, uh, you can go to our Redbubble store where we have some, like, actual pretty cool art up and everything. You can get a fat pigeon sticker, a psychic fat pigeon sticker, drawn by JL. Yeah, it's real cool. I need to send you a link to it. Yeah, you you do. My wife is actually obsessed with fat animals, so. Well, that's perfect. Yeah. She could get a shirt, uh, stickers, a duvet cover, a uh, clock? Yeah, everything. So, uh, you can support us by buying stuff on there. You can also support us with a monthly donation via Patreon. You can also support us by doing the things that you're supposed to do with podcasts, like subscribing and rating and sharing and all that stuff. Oh, the artwork is done by Ryan Healy, which you'll also be doing designs for shirts also for this podcast. This has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchi protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Bye!